You are listening to the Husker Performance Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Here is your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into our Huskers Performance Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy. Got an exciting episode here for you today as we welcome in the head football strength and conditioning coach, Corey Campbell, new to Lincoln. How's it going? You put about a weekend to uh, January training with the team. How's it going? Yeah, uh, things are going great. You know, the guys are excited. They're eager to train. You know, they're a pleasure to coach. That's uh, coming in the door, even in November when I first got here, just meeting the guys voluntarily, like they're eager to be coached. They want to work hard. Um, and I have nothing but good things to say about them. You know, we got some work to do, but they show up every day and, you know, their, their goal is to get 1% better. And they've been doing that thus far. When Matt Rule was hired and came for his introductory press conference, you and Evan Cooper were the two guys that came with him. Um, why did you want to come with him on that trip? And what was that conversation like when he was like, hey, come with me, let's, let's uh, go get introduced at Nebraska? Yeah, so um, I thought it was really important to be there to support coach, right? As the head strength and conditioning coach, these guys are going to spend a ton of time with you. So I thought it was a good opportunity for me to be by coach's side, support him, and allow the team and, you know, the fan base to know that I'm with him every step of the way. You know, and, and Coach Cooper, uh, he and Coach Rue have a long history, you know, back when Coach Coop was playing at Temple. So, you know, they've grown together uh, in terms of just an extensive relationship. And, you know, I like to think that Coach Rue and I are, are building that same thing. So uh, for me and Coop to be by his side, it just showed, you know, this team that, you know, we are we are a couple of individuals who, you know, are always going to be there with them. And anytime they have an, a problem or an issue and you can't get the coach, right, you have myself and you got Coach Coop. He's got a lot of former players on his staff. You are not one of them, but you did play college football at Georgia. You yeah. walked on there, right? Um, what did you learn from that experience of walking on? And because originally you didn't even play football, right? The first year you got right. back to it. I mean, how, take us through that. Yeah. So uh, coming out of high school, you know, I I was going back and forth on whether or not I wanted to play football. And when I ultimately made up my mind that I wanted to, I thought about going to another university. And one of my high school coaches pulled me to the side and was like, hey, listen, you know, go and get the best education you, you can in the state and then do football, right? And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you'll still come out with a great education. So walked on at the University of Georgia. Um, I, I missed playing the game. You know, as a freshman, I, I saw what those guys were doing out there. And I told myself, you know, hey, you can do this too. You know, put your mind to it. You can go out and do it. And, you know, kind of a segue into me getting into this field, right? Like I wasn't the most talented athletically, you know, like some of those other guys were, but I saw how my training in the weight room, you know, the belief in me from my coaches and just those guys instilling in me, you know, that will uh, to go out there and, and work, your, work your tail off and, you know, it'll, it'll open doors, you know, opportunity will present itself in which it did, you know, so through the weight room and through training, I found myself to be a, a contributor at the University of Georgia because I wasn't a guy that just wanted uh, a T-shirt. You know, I just didn't want to say I was on the team. I wanted to get out there on that field. And, you know, by working hard in the weight room and through conditioning, I was able to do that. That's awesome. So being that that was your journey and now you're here, Nebraska has one of the most storied programs, walk-on programs yep. in all of college football in the history. I mean. How much does that mean to you that that now you're here at a place where walk-ons is such it's just been such a huge part of the legacy and history and tradition of Nebraska football? It means a ton, you know, and 
I'm sure you guys know as well, Coach Rule was a walk-on at Penn State, right? And for me, that walk-on mentality of, hey, you know, every day you got to come to work. Nothing was given to you. You know, you weren't recruited. You know, some people may not have believed in you or counted you out. But if you come in every day and, you know, you, you, you do put forth the effort, you know, and you have the mindset of getting 1% better and wanting to continue to improve, right? Like, you not only bring yourself up and, and present opportunities for yourself, but you bring others up along with you. So just that mentality of coming to work every day, nothing is given to me, chip on your shoulder mentality, right? You bring everybody else around you up. And I think, you know, that's how I was as a player. And that's how, you know, I'm sure the, the tradition of Nebraska and the walk-on here has helped this place, you know, be what it is today in terms of a football power. So you end up being a contributor for Georgia, and your your career is coming to an end. What you weren't initially you didn't want to be a strength coach, right? I mean, so take us through that and how you wound up deciding that hey, this is the path I want to go down. Yes, yeah, so uh, undergrad biology major, pre-pharmacy track, right? You know, I was a pretty smart kid uh, coming out of high school, and everybody in you know my community and my school was like, oh, you know, go and be a doctor, go and be a lawyer. Um, so that's kind of what I told myself going into college, like, you know, hey, you're going to come out of this and you're going to be a doctor, right? Uh, when I graduated, uh, ended up getting accepted into pharmacy school uh, at the University of South Carolina, and I went on that interview, and it was like, you know, you wouldn't enjoy doing this with the rest of your life. Still loved the game of football, wanted to be around it in the capacity that I could. You know, the NFL wasn't uh, an opportunity for me, so it was like, hey, you know, how can you still impact these guys and be a part of the game. And going back, like I saw how strength and conditioning in the, in the weight room allowed me to be a contributor. It allowed me to be a good player. It helped, you know, not, not only mold me as an athlete, but as a person, you know, and it was, it was like, hey, I had the educational background um, as a biology major. Uh, I saw the benefit in it and it was like, hey, you know, go down this road. My sister was actually in the exercise science program at the graduate school that I went to, Georgia College. And she called me and she was like, hey, you should apply here. There's a grad assistantship open um, in the exercise science department, you know, and I took the GRE, applied down there, got the GA, and, you know, it. That that's where my career started. And, you know, I, I think that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life because, you know, that allowed me to be where I am today. Wow. So you, you get your foot in the door and you wind up at Baylor with Coach Rule. And again, mentioned a lot of these guys played for him, but you didn't. So what initially when you first started working at Baylor and were with Coach Rule in that capacity that you thought, okay, this is a guy that I really like working for? Right. So again, I'm going back to, 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 to my experience at Georgia. So one of my strength coaches there, uh, John Thomas, he was actually Coach Rule's head strength coach at Penn State. Right, so that's where the relationship began. First full-time job at the University of Cincinnati in the same conference as Temple. I got a chance to meet Jeremy Scott, who was the head strength coach there under Coach Rule, um, and you know kept in touch with him uh, over o over the months. When they got the uh, the opportunity to, to go down to Baylor, they reached out, you know, as a result of John Thomas and then my relationship that I was forming with Jeremy and I went down on an interview. And, you know, it was good to be around like-minded individuals. You know, uh, Coach Rule, you know, he has, he, he has the mentality of, you know, the walk-on, like, hey, if you're going to come here to work every day, right, put 
players and other people first, yourself second, right? And, and, and come in and be beneficial to our program and what we're trying to do. You know, you can, you can make a name for yourself here. So I was thankful that, you know, through the relationship with John Thomas, that opened the door and gave me the opportunity. And, you know, thankful to Coach Rule for believing in me, you know, that, that, that one day in March when I went down on an interview and giving me, giving me a chance to be a part of his program. So when, again, you go with him to Carolina and here, but I want to go back to when he calls you and says, hey, we're going to Nebraska, what that conversation was like and why you were all in on that. Yeah, so uh, I knew, you know, Coach was going to have opportunities, right? And being in the position that I was in Carolina, you know, I had, I formerly had a year of experience as the, uh, the head strength coach at Baylor. And that was my goal again, you know, was to lead a program, right? And you know, when Coach gave me that call, it was like, well, hey, who better to build a program with than a man that believed in you five years ago, you know, that gave you an opportunity to come in and, and work work with him and work with his staff. And he made that call, and it was a no-brainer. It's like, yes, Coach, I'm in. You know, I, I love to build this thing back to where we know that it can be, right, to where the fan base, um, the community knows that it can be and, that, and, you know, they deserve that. So it's a like-minded individual, you know, asking me, hey, do you want to come and help me build a program? And I was all for it. What does that mean to you? Because, I mean, you always hear about how important the this head strength coach is and the head football coach, and you're in charge of this program right now where it's uh, such a critical time. So what does that mean to you that he had that trust and faith in you to come do that again here right and I I think it all goes back to relationships right again knowing coach rule for five years like we built that right like I made the mistakes along the way he's helped me to correct them you know and it's understanding what he looks for out of the coaches right we are a staff that touches these guys more than anybody in your strength staff right so uh, at the end of the day you have to be good people Right. You know, you have to be able to communicate the same message. Now, it may not be the same way. Coach Wood is going to deliver a message and it's like, OK, you know, Coach Campbell, how can I get these guys to understand the message that he's delivering? Right. But at the end of the day, we're saying the same things. The same message is getting communicated to the guys. And I think it's that trust factor, knowing that if he's not in the building, if any of the, the other coaches aren't in the building, right, the same message that he's communicating is getting communicated all the time. So I think that uh, that in and of itself is, you know, the reason why that relationship has to be key and understanding that, hey, you know, this program is going to be run how I want it, no matter if I'm in there or not. Late night studying, intense practice, cramming for that big test, Take a moment to reset yourself with dairy. Dairy foods like milk and yogurt allow you to stay in the game with immunity-boosting nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, and protein to keep you fueled without the crash. Trusted by athletes and supported by science. What were some of the big things you took away from your time in the NFL that now as you come back to college have helped you or that you're trying to implement, or is there any? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think you got to pull from every experience that you have, right? In the NFL, in terms of strength and conditioning, things do look different, right? Like you're, you're getting that athlete uh, with, you know, a pretty significant training age, you know, in a different point in their, in their career, right? I think what the NFL showed me was what I'm trying to get these guys or where I'm trying to get these guys to be, 
you know, in order to be successful. Like a lot of guys come in with the dream of being in the NFL. Well, I know what that looks like, mm -hmm. right? And I know what it looks like to be a really good player at that level. But pulling from my experiences at previous colleges, I also know what it looks like to develop that. You know, so in the NFL, I, the, the takeaways that I have is, well, by the time you walk out of the door, what do you need to be prepared for? But my prior experiences in college, it tells me, hey, coming in the door, I know where you're at. So now how do I bridge that gap of where you are to where we need you to be to achieve what you want to achieve at the next level? There's that word develop, which I know is, is huge for this entire staff. And it's crazy, too, you guys as a staff, as a whole, just the way you speak is all, you can tell this is staff that's on the same page. But the develop part of it, how, how does that work for you? What goes into that for you, developing these players throughout their career that they're going to be here in Lincoln? Yeah, so, you know, the way in which we do program um, on our perspective is long-term athletic development, right? When you walk in the door, your programming shouldn't look the same as when you leave out three, four, or five years from now, right? So it is focusing our efforts on the things that are going to allow you to progress where you are, all right? We got to meet you where you're at, you know, and, and that looks different over time. So through testing and assessment, right, with our sports science staff, the NAPL, we can identify, hey, where you, where you are as an athlete and what factors do we need to to address in your training to get you to be a better football player because that's what those guys are here to be they're here to be really good football players right and through through the weight room like that's like that's an avenue in which you can be that so from a developmental standpoint right it's understanding where you are as an athlete you know with respect to your training age and what we need to accomplish for you to be for you to be able to to play um, healthy successful seasons here for three, four, or five years. When you talk about laying a foundation and, and for what's going to happen in a football season, and even just as a new staff taking over, how critical is this time right now? It's very important, right? Like, you only get one opportunity to make a first impression. You know, so I, I, I think it's important for the guys to see, like, hey, you know, don't get so caught up with the outcome that you forget about the steps that it takes to get there, mm -hmm. right? So our focus right now is let's win this day, you know, let's win this training session, you know, let's win this class session, let's win this academic session, and then tomorrow, right, let's improve on that 1%, and then the next day improve on that 1%, right? So that allows us to set a really good foundation because in August and in, in September we'll look back and say, hey, you know, yes, this was, this was the goal we were looking for. This is what we were preparing for. But in our daily focus on what we needed to do from a day-to-day -day standpoint allowed us to achieve that. Why is it that you always hear this from so many different people that are involved, players, coaches, that culture, a lot of the leaders, there's so much that's built during this time of the year. Why is that? Um, because brotherhood is built through shared struggle, right? So you know that's one of our main priorities this spring is to build a brotherhood right so myself and my staff we have to put these guys in situations where we 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 really see you know how they're going to handle adversity are they going to come together as a group all right or will there be you know any dissension right and at that point we have to assess and correct 
right? Like, we put them in certain situations in a control setting so that when they do get to spring ball, when they do get to fall camp, when, when they do get to the season, it's not the first time they face that, right? Building the brotherhood through shared struggle during this time allows when it's time to strap the helmets on and you go out there as a group, right? You've, you've gone through that. You've experienced what you've had to experience so that it's not an issue at that point in time. So um, that, that is huge, you know, and it gives you the winner to do that, right? Like the guys, they're in there to training. They see each other work. You know, they, they can also see whether or not, you know, someone isn't giving the effort that uh, they need to give in order to, to, to be the program that we want to be. So from an accountability factor, you know, it's huge uh, for right now, but also in these guys understanding that, you know, hey, go through the experiences now so that when it's time to play ball, you know, we're past that point and we can, we can be the team that we want to be in the fall. So when you, you know, get in the weight room with them day one and then by the time that, and I know it continues throughout the year, but by the time they hit the, the field for the first time for the first practice of the spring ball, what's your mission for you and your staff with this group of guys? So it's essentially preparing them for what's coming with spring ball, right? Like, and, and that's how you got to look at it. So, you know, for us, we, we have to make, you know, the, the strides and getting these guys as strong as we can get them, you know, adding the mass that we need to add, um, moving well, right? Movement quality is of the utmost importance. Um, and also uh, conditioning their tissues to be able to handle, you know, what's, what's, what's coming with spring ball, right? Like the, the main priority for us is to keep these guys as healthy as we can so that they can play the game of football, right? So we look at from a running standpoint, from a workload standpoint, like what is it that they're going to have to be prepared for? And then we reverse engineer that. So on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, right, you know, in our running volume and our lifting volume, it's preparing them to undertake the demands of spring ball. And then once we get to the spring ball phase, you know, we, we reassess and evaluate what we need to do to help them be healthy uh, and resilient through that period. And then, you know, each subsequent period after that, we do the same thing, evaluate what we're preparing them for and then prepare them for that. I imagine, too, you have a lot of conversations with the position coaches and all of that. And, and being that you have the experience, how helpful is that that you have worked with some of these guys before and you kind of, again, are all on the same page and know um, what everybody's looking for in certain positions, too? Yeah, so, you know, the added benefit of working with uh, quite a few of these coaches for, for some time now is we know what it takes, right? And we know what it doesn't take, you know? So it's not a coach, uh, we need to run 25, 110s, right? Well, hey coach, like, let, let's look at it, right? What does your individual period look like in practice? What does the practice script, you know, look like? All right, well, they need to be able to handle this, this number of yardage. Why do we need to do this in the winter? Right. Let's do what we need to do to prepare them for that. And then, you know, practice then prepares them for everything else. Um, so with that question, you know, it's you don't have to go through uh, the honeymoon phase, right, of, you know, hey, let's let's get to know each other and kind of figure it out. We, we have that dialed in. So our protocols and processes are pretty dialed in. Now, I haven't worked with all of these coaches, right? I still have to have conversations, you know, with some of them uh, that come to my mind is, you know, Coach White, 
right, Coach White and I haven't worked together, I have to understand, you know, what is he looking for out of these guys on his defense, right? What schemes we're running, you know, how many plays do they need to be prepared to 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 play? And then from that, right, now we help dial in the training over the winter and over the spring. You know, it is very much preparing them for football. Like I said, they're here to be football players and not weightlifters, so I got to prepare them for the demands of the game. Wow. So is there any different approach for you going into it, going into the Big Ten conference as opposed to the Big 12 or NFL? Is there any, anything like that that you have to tweak or change up? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it all boils down to watching football, right? Like, and understanding, you know, what certain offenses and defenses do in these conferences, right? You know, in the Big Ten, you're probably going to see a little bit bigger of a player, right? You know, you have to be solid up front, you know, because that's where it all starts. You, you got the big O lines, the big D lines, right? The big linebackers, right? So, you know, now we have to look at, hey, from a developmental standpoint, you know, where do we have to take these athletes? You know, they have to be able to play you know, against the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States, you know, of the world, right? And we gotta, we have to create an athlete that's able to do that and remain healthy for the course of a season. You know, and that differs then in the Big 12, right? Like in the Big 12, you see a lot of spread offenses and, you know, they're, they're running a lot of routes, getting a lot of plays in, you know, and now understanding the demands of the conference that you're in, the style of play that you're going to have to come up against, right? That helps steer your programming in, a, in the direction that you wanted to steer. So, you know, our programming here may look a little bit different than our programming did with the Panthers, which looked a little bit different than our programming did at Baylor. Well, you came in right out here outside of our studio is a new facility, which your area is going to be a big part of. How excited were you when you uh, came in and saw that new facility? And, and you actually put some tweaks in and, and put what you kind of want your weight room to look like, right? Yeah. No, I was really excited. That's a, uh, that's a huge space out there. I want to say 32,000 square feet for the weight room. So, you know, a lot of space to get some work done. And I came in at a time where I did have the opportunity to kind of uh, switch some things out get get the things in that I that I want to get in that room you know because uh, you have to design the space to be able to train the way that you want to train right and it was good getting in when we did because I still had the opportunity to meet with John um, and, and, and the staff in designing the room how we need a room design to best prepare our athletes for what we need them to do how exciting, though, is it just for a staff, for you personally, to have the best? You're going to have the best of the best exactly how you wanted it. It was amazing, right? Like, you know, even coming, you know, guys take tours on the recruiting visits, and it's, you know, hey, this space is going to be better than any space that we've seen. You know, and it is, right? It'll be the newest. It'll be the most up-to-date, um, you know. But at the end of the day, regardless of the facility, right, like the work is the work, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, we can have the shiniest toys, we can have the newest modalities, but the guy's got to be willing to put in the work, you know, and that's, you know, that's why I'm happy to work with the group of guys that I do work with because, you know, they don't care if we're in a new space or in a space that's 20, 30 years old. They're just coming to work every day. Last thing I got for you, just, I mean, again, with this whole staff and Coach Rule and everybody, we've just seen how um, excited they are and how much belief they have in the future of this program. So I'll ask you that same question. How much do you believe in, in where this thing is headed and the direction that Coach Rule will, will take this program on? Um, I think me sitting right here says a lot about that. Coach Rule is a man that I believe in. You know, I've, I've worked with him uh, for the past five going on six years now. 
and I know what Coach Rule can do. You know, I was with him during that turnaround at Baylor. I saw the intricacies of it, right? And I'm a huge believer in um, in his ability to not only develop the player, but also create a system that promotes the success of the student athlete on and off the field. So I'm super excited for, for what we're doing here in Nebraska. I'm super excited to be a part of it. Um, and I'm super excited to, to continue to work with Coach Rule because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that he'll be able to turn this thing around. He's put the pieces in place, you know, and one thing I say is like, hey, you know, we, we, we can talk about it all day, but, you know, now it's up to us to do it. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to, just boots on the ground, getting to work and doing what, we're here to, what we were brought here to do. That's a perfect way to finish it. I appreciate it. I know I took you away from doing just that, uh, working. So I appreciate so your time, and of I know course. Husker fans will enjoy hearing from you and your perspective and, and this important time here for a football program. Of course. I appreciate your time. Thank you for asking me to be on it. Um, and Go Big Red, right? Go Big Red. <laughs> For Corey Campbell, I'm Justin Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huskers Performance Podcast presented by Midwest Dairy.